This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Today, we are talking to Ricky Dows, and she is a member of Student Support Services at NC State, and she's going to be talking with us um, for about an hour today. So, hey, Ricky. Hey. <laughs> so, it took a while for us to get together, and now we have only found time on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, because I don't have any classes <laughs> on Fridays. Right, but you came from work. Yeah, straight from here. work. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got changed, but yeah. Yeah, thanks. Well, at least this isn't a video recording. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. I was like, it would feel weird if I had to like come in here in like full uniform. So I'm just like, let me kind of dress down a little bit and for more like a casual atmosphere. Mm -hmm, exactly. Now, um, are you able to relax later tonight? Or do you um, have to go? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I have um, a swim lesson later, and that's going to oh, scare me to death because I'm still deathly afraid of water. But good for you, though, for conquering that fear. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm almost going to be like 21 here soon. Mm -hmm. And it's like at 21 years old, I should probably know how to swim just in case. Right. And so that was my New Year's resolution. And I'm finally taking care of it at the end of the year. Well, good for you, though. So do you do that on campus? Yeah, at the Carmichael Gym. They yeah. have private lessons for like relatively cheap. Um, you can get uh, one of the there's like student instructors who mm -hmm. help you out. So they're the same age as you and they're teaching you how to swim versus me going to like the YMCA and having, you know, some older person teach me how to swim alongside a bunch of four-year-olds. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Blowing bubbles, getting your face yeah. in the, wa <laughs> the water. Oh, that's cool. No, good for you. Good for you. And that actually is a great introduction because one of the things that we were going to talk about is, you know, being overwhelmed with so many responsibilities um and they're literally being no work-life balance you yeah. know as a college student it's like the work-life balance is almost like a unicorn like it doesn't yeah. <laughs> it's a fantasy it's a figment of our imagination but if you'd like to what do you think everybody should know about you if you want to introduce yourself um well let's see my name is Ricky. Um, I am a junior here at NC State studying communication with a concentration in media. I am also a dance minor. I finally did my paperwork for it yesterday. So I've been saying I'm a dance minor for like the last three years and then finally signed the paperwork yesterday. So now I'm officially a dance minor. And Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and um, I am a student in TRIO Student Support Services, as well as the new media production assistant for Beyond the Bell Tower. Mm -hmm. So this is my baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then what else do you do? Like, why were you hired to be the production assistant? You have a lot of experience. Yeah. yeah. So I um, in my studying of media, I've written some articles with the technician and the Nubian message. And I'm also like my main project is really with student media's radio station. So WKNC 88.1. I am a producer for the show Eye on the Triangle. And I do opinion and pop culture content. And I edit the audio there. I record the audio, um, that sort of thing. And so that experience is what led me to Trio and Beyond the Bell Tower. But I think what's an interesting story is actually how you got involved in student media. So do you want to share your yeah. story, like your um, path to student media? Sure. So um, my freshman year, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, like where my little community was going to be when I got here, as you know, the case with most freshmen. And so um, I actually started out wanting to... Um, be in the marching band and that did not work out at all which freaked me out because 
I had never really been rejected from anything before. And so when I got rejected from the marching band, I'm like, oh, well, what do I do now? I don't really know where else to go from here. And so I was like, well, I'm in communication. So maybe student media will be a start. And so then I went to the radio station, filled out an application to be a DJ and Got rejected there too, so I all was in like, the same semester. Oh, that was within a week. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So I got rejected from the the marching band's color guard on a Saturday, and then on a Tuesday I went to a student media open house and signed the application. And then by that Thursday they were like, "Thanks, but no thanks." Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! But see, you survived. You're yeah, still here. <laughs> I'm They're still here. here. And um, so that like tore me up because that was like two rejections within a week when before I had never been rejected Mm -hmm. from anything like this is the girl who got accepted into all of her you know choices for colleges Mm -hmm. got into all the student productions whenever I auditioned for shows and um got into all the the dance programs and everything else so I'm like I was basically Wonder Woman in my head there was nothing I couldn't do and so then when I got rejected from like both of the things that I had loved for so long I was just like oh well I guess I'll, you know, stay in my room, go to class, stay in my room, go to class, go to work, stay in my mm-hmm. room. Um, but then I kind of just like I had to get out of that because it really felt like I was going to go into like a depression or something. Mm-hmm. Just doing that routine of going to work, coming back in my room, going to class, going to work, coming back in my room. So I just kind of hung out with the people at the radio station, like went to all their events. They have um concert on the lawn on Fridays and then they have a lot of promotional events where DJs go to and so hanging out with a lot of the people in student media actually gave me a chance for them to get to know me better and I got to know them and at the same time it also like opened my eyes to the fact that I didn't want to be a DJ in the first place so I kind of figured out where I was supposed to be and that's when the following year I learned about Eye on the Triangle which was um, I on the Triangle is student media. I'm going to edit all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't yeah. fair. You need to leave this part in. So if you're listening and R- part of Ricky's job is to edit the podcast. So actually, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That is not fair. <laughs> I'm just going to edit all of that out where I'm stumbling. Um, so, yeah, I on the Triangle is WKNC's. Um, It's a news show basically about all the things happening in the Triangle area, NC State's campus, and also like around the world. And I figured that was more my speed than just being a DJ, you know, pressing play on a song, pressing play on another song and that sort of thing. It's I get to put more of myself into my production. And so like the next year, that's when I started working for WKNC. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you know to like that it would benefit you to hang out with the people in which you were rejected. I mean, cause that's brave one. And so, you know, I commend you for that, but how did you even know like that was your way in was like reaching out and kind of like adding yourself to that group? Well, I know a lot of people always say when it comes to like mm-hmm. anything in general, whether it's like a job or like an organization, it's never what you know, it's who you know. So I'm just like, if I can get to know the people in student media and they get to know me, then the next time my name comes across a desk with my application, it's like, oh, I know this girl. She's good. Let's let her in. Yeah. So that's the important distinction that I think you made was that you knew you were different from the application. Because they rejected your application. It's like, no, they rejected my application. They didn't reject me. Yeah. And I think people, yeah, it's an important lesson to know. Because sometimes you can't put all of yourself on an application. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes it hard sometimes for anyone, like a hiring manager or anyone else who's just looking over these applications, letting people in. It's like, if they don't know you, then they're just going off of what's on this piece of paper. And you can't put everything on that piece of paper. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, because they rejected your application doesn't mean they're going to reject your help. Because the other thing is, were they really going to hire you as a first, like within your first two weeks on campus? Yeah, that I mean, was another thing. Yeah, it's like a freshman. It's like you you don't know what you're doing. I certainly <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. So it was like 
yeah, I don't really know the ins and out of radio. So what exactly qualifies me to work at a radio station, mm-hmm. college or otherwise? So I guess volunteering with them for as long as I was gave me the experience mm-hmm. to like, first of all, figure out what I wanted out of them. Because it turns out if I had been chosen to be a DJ, I would have hated it because I didn't get to like talk or have my own personality and anything. I was literally just going to be playing music and then, you know, doing ads in between. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be miserable doing that. Mm -hmm. So that gave me time to figure out what I wanted to do at WKNC and also give myself time and them time to get to know each other. No, that's great. And I think that's a huge message is that, you know, if you get told no, it doesn't mean that you should have been told no. You know, it's just... (laughs) It's just, yeah. it's not no permanently. It's just no right now. Mm-hmm. Especially on campus where you have so many opportunities, you know, to meet people and find out. Yeah, you didn't even know the position existed probably when you applied. Yeah, no, I didn't DJ. know anything about Eye on the Triangle. I mm-hmm. thought it was just like you get to play music and then like, you know, maybe here and there, there were some segments where people had opinion stuff or you know, something like that. But I didn't know anything about an actual show, Mm -hmm. which is like right down my alley. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Now, when you um, had the the negative time, the bad time of, you know, just going to class in your room, um, who was, did you have a support system or did you talk to anybody or were you completely isolated? (laughs) I think at the, I was like pretty much completely isolated because my freshman year roommate and I, we didn't really get along that well. At first we did, but um, then she got a boyfriend and then so she kind of started hanging out with him more Mm -hmm. and that was her focus. And so then like, cause we were both freshmen. Mm -hmm. So like those first two weeks on campus, it was like, okay, this is my priority now. Mm -hmm. And so I pretty much stayed in my room by myself most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't really know a lot of people on campus at that point. And as, you know, far as my parents go, um, I didn't really like worrying them about what was going on at school. They like to think that I have a lot of stuff under control and I don't like bursting their bubble. So I'm at most of the time, I'm just like, oh, no, everything's fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's hard to let people know, like as if as the family hero. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I can't. You know, how can I not be the family hero? My family needs me to be the hero, basically. Yeah, you're there to be successful. Exactly. Like I had never failed at anything before. If there was anything like my family could say about Ricky, it's just like she is always getting something done she's successful she knows what she's doing she's got it under control which for the most part they're right I am a control freak so most things I have a handle on but when I don't have a handle on something it just it's so weird to say to them like I don't have it under control yeah because I think the the dangerous word is always yeah you know (laughs) yeah because nobody's always anything and so knowing Like, you're not always going to have it under control. You're not always going to, like, you're not always going to receive yes, yeah, as the answer. And I definitely learned that within, like, the first couple years of college. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a dangerous word. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't learned it up until that point. Mm -hmm. I I hadn't learned the word, like, no. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, that's one of the, when they talk about emotional intelligence, that's one of the most critical skills to have is to be able to respond to no, you know, and manage it and not let it, you know, defeat you. So that's the thing is that you did it. Yeah, that's one of those, that's one of those skills that I have now that Mm -hmm. I didn't have before. So like in the future with you know, job interviews or anything else like that. And if someone says no, then I'm just like, okay, I'll try again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or I'll go a different route. Just, yeah, no for this application, this route, you know, for this position, but it doesn't mean. Yeah. No to me, just like no to what I can bring to the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, when you were interviewing for the podcast position, that was one of the things that you had said is that because you didn't have that support system during that time, like how much having a podcast would have meant for you, you know, Absolutely. to have this, like, yeah, how could I wish this pos- existed two years ago because all like of all the podcasts I've like listened to edited the stories that you've been telling me, the people were telling you like, 
all of that information, I could have used my freshman year and I would have used it my freshman year. So I'm like, I this is something that like it means a lot to me that I'm a part of it because I know if I didn't know what I was doing those first few years, I know there are plenty of freshmen out there now who don't know what they're doing and probably have the same questions that I did, probably have the same the same doubts that I did. So it's like this beyond the bell tower, this whole project, this podcast has it's something that I know is going to help people. And that's why I love being a part of it. Yeah, because that's the thing I was just thinking about is what's difficult is how would you have known as a first year student, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to find a community to say, how do I manage being told no? Like, how do I manage, you know, A, B and C? It's like, yeah. who, who, who would you go to to ask those questions? And so that's a piece of having something to listen to in the privacy of your own room. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to, like, go to someone, Almost not that you shouldn't go to someone, but Mm -hmm. just in case you're like me and, like, feel almost ashamed of going to someone, something like this is, like, you can just put your headphones on and just be like, oh, okay, like, self-help almost, and you don't have to let anyone know that you need the help. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with letting someone know you need help, but I'm, like, a really prideful person, so, like... If something's wrong, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm going to just try and figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. And I know there are a lot of other people out there like that. And I think that's one of the has been a theme throughout the podcast. Not that we want everything to be negative, you know, (laughs) but the piece of, you know, this is how I dealt with like, this is how I asked for help, because this is probably the first time you've ever needed help. Yeah. And so you don't know what to do. You know, and you don't know, um, because do you know that other students were being rejected from things their first year? I'm sure they were, but at the time I wasn't, like, focused on that. At the Mm -hmm. time I was thinking about, like, my rejection Mm -hmm. and how it was the end of the world that I had gotten rejected from something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, realistically, yeah, you know, like, other students are probably going through the same thing. But I am a drama queen at heart, so I'm just like, this is only happening to me. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the interesting thing about the podcast, which you've talked about, is that, one, it benefits the person listening, but actually there's a benefit for the person telling the story. So it's actually, you know, sharing, like, your story actually provides, like, stress relief and... um gives you perspective and kind of like that power of getting it off your chest. Yeah, kind of like mm-hmm. an audio diary almost. Mm-hmm. I used to journal a lot as like a media major, of course. Mm-hmm. So like as a kid, I would just like write stuff down, journal it out. But I feel like talking it through sometimes, like physically saying what's on your mind is like actually a little more uplifting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, the arc of the story. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> there's always... The metaphor. <laughs> arc of a story yeah perfect sense (laughs) yeah so i think that's that's the thing of um you say what happened but it also i guess like solidifies like where you want to be you know yeah that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. so because what you were saying before is um well, the new problem that you have that we've talked about or not a pro a new challenge yeah (laughs) is from going from being rejected from the two things that meant the most to you your first you know semester to now having too much yeah I'm not being rejected from enough things (laughs) I wish they would reject me more now because it seems like everything I try to like go out for it's like I'm being accepted and so then it's like oh well that's something else I'll just add to my google calendar and then adding another thing and another thing until there's like maybe 15 minutes of space left in my day Mm-hmm. Where I can, you know, maybe grab a Nutrigrain bar and sleep, and then that's the end of that, and start mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's been a thing that this year I've had a good amount of trouble with, just like piling too many things on my plate at once. And you know, one of the reasons why I've been piling so many things on my plate has just mainly been um, because over the summer, you know, I told you about my best friend; mm-hmm. she recently died of breast cancer. And so the way I deal with things is just like putting everything on my plate so I don't have to think about bad things. Mm -hmm. So I at the beginning of this semester, I literally went to 
every single open house, put my name on every email list. Like I thought I was going to be doing so much stuff. And then not even six weeks into the semester, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Too much distraction. You thought it was going to help you. But then it got to be too much, so it wasn't helping you. Yeah, no. I had I had signed up to... Um, I was already with the radio station. I've been with them for a while. But then I was like, well, maybe I can do the Nubian message, too. And while I'm at it, let me join a dance team, because I am a, a dance minor. So I'm like, let me, let me join a dance team. And then I also got started with Trio. And then I also decided I was going to get into... Um, Greek life. So I'm just like, there's so much I'm going to do. And then I, it, it, all of it at once did not work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do you think it didn't? I mean, I'll tell you why <laughs> I think it didn't. But like looking back, because you've made changes. Oh, yeah. Right. I've cut more than a few things out of my schedule. Oh, and theater. Forgot about that. Which theater is a thing that I actually, out of everything I do, media and theater are probably like my top two priorities. So... I had all of that on my plate and then ended up cutting out the one thing that I cared about the most, which was theater, because I'm not in any shows this semester. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was like, let me make some cuts in my priorities and ended up like cutting theater out of it altogether, because like that's one of the more full time commitments. Mm -hmm. But yeah, theater, I'm I'm actually kind of sad that I'm not in any shows this Mm -hmm. semester. (laughs) Are you going to work on it for next semester? Yeah, next semester, definitely. And then working on top of all of that. Right. Well, I think that's the thing is when part of the priority of the responsibilities are which ones actually are enriching. Yeah. You know, and so when it does come down to it, and that's what's so hard is, well, I need to do the ones that pay. Obviously, yes. But I (laughs) feel better doing, you know, the ones that don't pay. Yep. (laughs) And then... You know, you've done all the you have this history in student media, so you have to keep, yeah, you know, trying to do up. ones that like enrich my career almost because mm-hmm. I know I'm a junior, you know, my time's running out, so it's like I have to do stuff to pad my resume almost. So it's like doing stuff for like passion projects, mm-hmm. then there's money because I still have bills to pay, mm-hmm. and then my resume projects. And thankfully, Trio gave me an opportunity to do all three at once. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is, like, you can. Yeah. You have to find it, you know, but I think that's one of the things that I hope other students realize is that coming to us, like, that's our goal. We want you to be able to pay your bills. We know that's important. Two, we want you to get a job, you know, or go to grad school, obviously. And then because you're working so hard, you have to do something that you're passionate about, you know, because if you're just doing stuff for grades and money, I mean, yeah. that's where you get burnout. Then that's what happened freshman year. Just me like going to class and going to work and then going back in my room and then having no social life outside of that. I I told my roommate like literally yesterday, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was depressed my freshman year and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what do you say with that for people? You know, what's the difference between just transition issues you know and then depression or where it gets like a negative impact honestly I since I didn't even recognize it at Mm -hmm. the time I don't think I would be able to answer that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I definitely would say like this podcast is one way to go about figuring it out like mm-hmm. if you're if you listen to Beyond the Bell Tower, which I hope you are, um, then <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, <laughs> you are. Thank um, you for listening. But like, your life is going to improve by the is. end of the podcast. <laughs> we guarantee it. Honestly, like this, the lessons I've learned from like at the three episodes I've listened to alone, like they've already helped me figure out things that like, and I'm still learning. I'm a junior, so it's like I'm already learning things that I can do differently. Yeah. So what have you learned from the because the podcast that you've edited, they haven't um, at the time of this recording, they haven't been published to the website yet. But what are some things that you've learned? So it makes people want to listen to the future ones. Um, So recently, the the Morgan podcast, that was the one where I figured out, oh, wow, I can actually cut things out of my schedule and it's not going to be the end of the world. So the whole idea of me doing 
you know, seven activities in a day and being a part of, you know, three different boards with university activities and that sort of thing. I was just like, you know, I don't have to do all this. I, I really don't. I can just cut it down to the bare minimum of what matters. And so that's what I did. Because what did she do? How did you what made you feel confident to do that based upon listening to her story? Basically, I remember her saying that she could like she just brought her priorities down to the things that were going to matter for her career, essentially. And, you know, not everything like an employer isn't necessarily going to look at your GPA and the 12 different groups you've been a part of and be like, oh, yeah, you're a great candidate. No, they're going to look at the things that you've specifically done that they need your skills for. So like, for example, for me, um, my time with student media, while it's been, you know, absolutely great and I still love student media, still going to continue to work with student media. Do you think but... <laughs> other people should work for student media? Absolutely. Yeah. Student media is great. I've had a great experience there. It's just that I feel like in the field of media that I'm going to be going into, um, like my writing skills and my producing skills are probably what they're going to look at the most versus just like you know, volunteering as a DJ or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And what are some of the other podcasts that you, so that's what Morgan shared was that she cut stuff down and she still was accepted to multiple graduate schools and different jobs. Yeah. yeah and it's so. when you, you have to cut it down to like what matters per mm -hmm. se. Cause if I volunteer for, let's say like university activities board, which I was for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so if I volunteer with their boards, it looks great as like, you know, this little side thing I did, but that's not going to matter in the long run in my field of communication. Mm -hmm. So that's where like stuff like the work I do with student media or beyond the bell tower mm -hmm. comes in because it's like, Oh, you actually know how to produce content. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what we need. <laughs> and there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. So we definitely want students to go out and volunteer and be involved, but not to the extent. Like at what expense? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's one of those things of figuring out of your day. Is it 10% volunteer, you know, 70% academic, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Or when it ends up being 40% volunteer, 20% <laughs> academic. Yeah, no. And at, at the top of all of it is going to be academics mm -hmm. because I still have to get this degree. But also, like Morgan was saying, an employer really doesn't really care about your GPA. If I was mm -hmm. going to grad school, then it might be a little more, you know, important that I pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. But my philosophy with like, because I did put so much emphasis on school and high school, like, my academics were everything just to get into college. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in university, it's like my GEPs, as long as I'm passing them, I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like it's the classes that strictly pertain to my major, like television production or digital video production, those sort of classes. I make sure to like ace those. Right. Yeah. Because you can't get a C minus in TV production and then interview apply for yeah. a TV production <laughs> job yeah then they're like well do you know how to produce a television show and then what was another podcast that you listened to um let's see what was the other podcast i listened to recently i listened to bradford's mm -hmm. and he talked a lot about mental health and that's when i was just like yo i think i was actually depressed my freshman yeah. year <laughs> yeah. because he was talking about like what mental health looked like and like what um, his mental health looked like throughout like certain parts of his life. Mm -hmm. And so when he was describing some of the, the feelings he had and some of like these, like him just going back in his room and not, you know, interacting with anyone, I'm like, I really think I was depressed my freshman year and yeah. didn't acknowledge it at all. Yeah. Cause I, I know that there's this, um, image that people have in their mind of who's depressed and what depression looks like. Yeah. And so it's, it's always worse than what you're feeling, you know? Um, so you never really think that it's as bad. Maybe yeah, as I was it like, it, it didn't seem like, oh, I'm not depressed. This isn't that bad. I'm just yeah. like in a funk or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't think that was what depression was mm -hmm. because, um, you know, my family has like a long line of, you know, depression, anxiety, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. especially like my younger sister and her depression is like 
like a deep set depression. Yeah, it's more severe. Yeah, yeah, it's a more severe depression. And so when I got to college and I was just like, oh, I don't feel like hanging out with anybody. I don't feel like making, you know, any sort of connections. I'm just going to sit in sounds, my room. Right, so it almost sounds like a choice. Yeah. Like I'm choosing not to leave in my room. You know, I'm choosing to lay in bed when actually yeah you it's not really a choice i couldn't make myself get out of bed mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. yeah knowing it's you know it's just that happens with transitions you know different environments and that's what i thought it was for a good bit i thought i was just Mm -hmm. having a hard time transitioning Mm -hmm. which that could have played a role in it Mm -hmm. most likely because like i thought i was going to transfer schools i thought i was maybe unhappy with the school Mm -hmm. or that i was unhappy with the environment And I was missing my family a bunch. I just kept wanting to go home. I went home, I think, maybe 12 or 13 times that first year. And I lived two hours away from here. So, like... Do you think you should have gone home? Like, what's... Because we have students that's pretty common. Like, if things are rough Yeah, when things are rough, like, uh, your family is going to be the... Or in some cases, Mm because not every family is the same. But in my experience it was like the best choice for me to like Mm -hmm. go home get a hug for my mom you know go out driving with my dad because we just like sometimes ride around town and Mm -hmm. just talk and that's what I needed to make me feel better but then when I would go back to school I'd be sad again Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know just I your family is probably going to be your best support system depending on your family and how Mm -hmm. close you are Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's knowing that you know, making the right decisions for you and, you know, trusting your instinct. If you were like, I need to be with my family. Yeah. Then, and I'll be with my family on the weekends so that I don't quit school. Yeah. Right. You know, (laughs) if that's what you have to do to not like quit school or leave or anything that Mm -hmm. I would suggest doing that before Mm -hmm. quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it almost, it also brings up, um, one of the solutions to burnout is self-care. And I kind of laugh about that self-care. So I was glad that you did. I mean, because that is self-care. It's like, I'm going to go, you know, be loved and be nurtured and supported, you know, so that I can come back and do what I need to do. But I think like a lot of students, one, they don't, you know, can't do that for whatever reason. Um, And like you with, working school jobs interests um you know and i'm glad that you're i'm so happy for you that you're doing the swimming lessons because that's (laughs) self-care so how do you manage self-care when you don't have any time like you don't have any money you don't yeah so (laughs) an excellent question (laughs) one that i haven't completely figured out myself yet just because like i said i do a whole lot of trying not to have time situation just because like I don't like thinking about my problem right now is like the situation of Mm -hmm. grieving my best friend and so I don't like having free time to think about all that so I feel like my way of self-care right now is just to like go to sleep and then that's my self-care moment when I like Mm -hmm. take a nap in the middle of the day or going to bed like super early at night like going to bed at seven and then not waking up until the next morning Mm -hmm. I think those are my moments of self-care But in general, like if you don't have time to take care of yourself or you don't feel like you have time, one of the things I'm going to say is like basically, you know, cut some stuff out pretty Mm -hmm. much, which is what I had to do. And even after cutting some stuff out, I still don't have a whole lot of time, Mm -hmm. but I have time for the things that aren't going to stress me out if I don't do them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So like taking the time to like make sure that if you are busy with a bunch of stuff make sure one of the things that you're busy with is something that you are absolutely in love with Mm -hmm. so like next semester i know is gonna be a train wreck because i'm gonna be getting back involved with theater Mm -hmm. but you know those four or five hours a day seven days a week i'm gonna be doing something i'm passionate about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's definitely different than in a dead-end job that you hate you know yeah. and mm-hmm. <laughs> going to work every night and you hate your job that's I mean yeah you get paid for it but it's like mm-hmm. it's almost not worth it at that point which is why I'm so glad I found trio and mm-hmm. I have this job with trio because I'm getting paid to do something I love I'm passionate about and it's like 
it's like I'm not miserable. Mm-hmm. So what have you seen for other people on campus or what other ideas do you have for students who don't know what to do? Like, I didn't know there was, you know, swim lessons that were affordable for people. Um, what do you know about on campus or what people have you known that do small things, you know, that make them feel better, that are doable for a college student? I think I've gotten like most of my information just like going to the gym half the Mm -hmm. time. So like I wouldn't have known anything about the swim lessons here on campus if I like every year because I know if I'm not going to work out if no one tells me to. And I know that's a good part of like mental health, physical health is to make sure you're going to be able to work out. So every semester I take a health and exercise class because I know the instructor is going to make me work out. And, and so that's free after 12 credits. I exactly, mean, you're not paying yeah. for that. Mm-hmm, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't pay for that. So it's like every time I go over there, they have like some sort of promotional event here or there that's going to, you know, tell you about what's going on. And so they had um, a flyer at one of those events over there and it was it had the private swim lesson flyers. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's cool. I probably need to learn how to swim before I graduate, because if I don't learn here, I'm not going to go learn, you know, Mm -hmm. once I graduate, Mm -hmm. because in the like environment of college, it's like it's all about like learning new skills. So it's like I'll learn while I'm here, because once I graduate, I'm going to be working a full time job like I'm not going to have time, nor Mm -hmm. am I going to want to learn like at 25 years old how to swim. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I can't even imagine how much it costs for a private swim lesson. Yeah. You know, at a swim club. At a swim club, at the YMCA, anything like that. Because it's already more expensive when I looked into it at like my local Y. Mm -hmm. It was like, that. mm -mm, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. not. I don't make that much. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Well, and you're already paying for student rec services through your student fees. Yeah. So you own the place. Pretty much. (laughs) You know, you're paying for it. So, yeah, you need to definitely use it for sure. And what else have you seen people do? For self-care? Self-care, let's see. Um, I know, like, in general, I since I am so busy all the time, I, like, go to all sorts of, like, events on campus. So if you see something out there that you're interested in, that you kind of want to get involved in, that you think is going to be something you're passionate about or you love, you can probably, like, just check it out or email anybody in general because there's... The different club emails, I had to actually look that up, like, last week because I want to get involved with Gymnastics Club. You just told <laughs> us that you were cutting down. I am, but, like... No, you're, you're lying. I, I cut down on the things that I didn't need. So gymnastics is going to be next semester? Yeah, that's going to be next semester because um, I want to, you know, choreograph more with my dance minor because okay. right now it's very instructive. Wise, I'm learning how to dance, but I don't know how to choreograph. Mm-hmm. So I feel like gymnastics club's gonna be a good like element to add into my choreography. But I was saying all that basically to like let you know that there are like all these club emails like mm-hmm. on the NCSU website, and they've got all the different clubs and organizations that you can get in contact with. Like it's right there, and you can just you know email anybody really about mm-hmm. like joining something that you think is going to like you're going to look forward to at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah because i had a student she did the disney movie club and so they watched the disney films i think like every other week and they sang along to the songs yeah and she just loved it that's therapeutic you know? karaoke night at tally um a one earth lounge that is therapeutic <laughs> they have one once a month at the beginning of the month it's like usually on a friday seven o'clock you just go in there sing a couple songs that's therapeutic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what do you how do you do all this if you have like social anxiety and so i'm not even talking about you specifically but i'm thinking about students who are like i am not <laughs> going to karaoke well one time at one or, point i definitely had social anxiety mm-hmm. like i didn't really know how to like get out there put myself out there um what advice would I give younger mm-hmm. me exactly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you have friends that aren't, you know, socially anxious or friends that are going to like push you to go out there and do certain things, then I would like suggest using them as like your shield almost mm-hmm. and like have them kind of sort of bring you out into society almost. But 
Yeah, that would probably be the extent of my advice with that one. Because if you're really socially anxious, nothing really is going to get you out there other than like a support system of friends like telling you like, get out here. We need you to come out. Yeah. And I know actually a couple of students really enjoyed the um, course requirement of having to go to different events for course credit. Yeah. So that made them, it's like, well, I'm here for an academic reason, you know, kind of having another reason. My freshman year, I had a class that like made me get out like that. I think it was Introduction to College of Humanities and Social Sciences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he made us go to like four different events in one semester. It was like, I don't care which ones you go to, just Mm -hmm. go to four. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I would just like go to those and then like the people from my class would be there. And so I'd sit with them and talk with them and get to know them. And so those are, that's like a plus to that. Cause not only are you getting out there and being out more and getting more comfortable being out, you're also networking. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think the thing where we hope with trio events is that, you know, it's usually always a small group. You know, we're there, the friendly staff, and they're planned to be fun and interactive, you know, and from my opinion, all the SSS students are, you know, fun, good, welcoming people. I've been to like so many trio events so far and already I love this community and I wish I knew about it years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it is important for people who you know, because I do have students who have three jobs, school, and all those jobs are off campus. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so I do want to address that to them is that, like, what we're talking about of being involved in student media and taking swim classes, and that may not be a possibility. And just know that it's not just you, because actually there was a study where they had students list like everything they had to do that was a responsibility um you know um schoolwork class studying meeting with instructors the the required that they all say that you have to have you have to have leadership research study abroad you volunteer know. work you know stuff for your career everything like there's a, almost a checklist mm-hmm, to it that mm-hmm. you just have to like do all this while you're in college and i just already accepted the fact that i'm not going to be able to do all of that right right <laughs> so yes so the one research study found that students work 59 to 71 hours a week which probably for the the trio population where all of our students have jobs yeah. and et cetera, and a bunch of them have families, you know, that they're responsible for, that most, I mean, every person you would ever talk to would say working 71 hours a week is harmful to your health. Like you have to stop. Yeah. And so I think that's the piece of... There is a negative consequence. It doesn't feel good, you know, to work that It'll burn you out. Mm -hmm. Because I know I was working close to those many hours, like, my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Didn't even really need to be, per se. It was just, Mm -hmm. like, this paranoia I had because I've, me, my family, and I have always had problems with money. So it was, like, once I was out on my own, I'm, like, my college education is paid for completely to, you know, my uh, working hard in high school, getting all the scholarships I needed, plus my financial aid with grants and that sort of thing. Like my college education is paid for completely. Um, And I'm also like a PAC Promise student. So Mm -hmm. whatever didn't get paid for from scholarships, it was going to get taken care of. So but once I was on my own and I needed, you know, stuff like food or laundry detergent or anything else like that, it was like, well, I'm not going to ask my parents to get me this stuff because I mean, the situation has not changed back home. Mm-hmm. We still struggle with money. So mm-hmm. it was like, I felt like I had to be working constantly just to like take care of what I needed. And I honestly didn't really need to be like mm-hmm. working those many hours. So it's like, well, it is that catch 22 is when you're not working, you feel guilty that you're not working. Yes. <laughs> and then when you're working, you feel guilty that you're not doing, again, all of those things of school, of leadership, <laughs> research. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't know how I got over that catch mm-hmm. 22 almost, because for the longest time, it was like, if I'm not working or doing something about school, then I'm I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess I just got to a better understanding of just like where I needed to be to mm-hmm. be good mentally mm-hmm. because I don't want to like be depressed all four years of you know college right and they actually say with people who you know work too much like are too um like whatever like over scheduled or whatever it's you're actually less productive because you don't feel good about your job yeah you know because it's like oh i should be studying um so you're not fully engaged in your job doing a great job at your job and then at school you know, if you put in like all of that extra time, you know, that's needed to get the A, A plus, then you're feeling guilty, you know, that you should be working. And that's the piece I think of that. I'm glad that you've come to is there is that balance. And actually, that balance will make you more productive. Yeah. Even though it thinks like, well, no, how I increase my productivity is by doing more. And that's actually not true. And actually, like, by spreading yourself so thin, like, being in, like, 12 different organizations, you know, all these different clubs, whatever extracurricular stuff you have, you're, what, spending at most, like, what, 20 minutes of your time in each one or, like, an hour of your time in each one, and you're not really, like, going in-depth with your involvement. So I almost feel like, like you were saying, that's less productive Mm -hmm. than just sticking to, like, two or three clubs and calling it a day mm-hmm. with those because then you can actually have involvement in mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the piece, too, of understanding all the other resources that are available that for free or reduced cost so that you're not relying completely on your part-time job salary to meet all your needs. Yeah. So we have the food pantry, um, the one that students go to all the time is um, they give out grocery store food on Monday nights, you know. And so yeah, you sent me the information about that one, actually. And yeah. then I texted. Um, I can't remember her name at the moment, but I texted her mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, yeah, sure. Just come on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And so that's like almost one less thing I have to worry about, you know, paying for. Yeah. So that's the piece, too, is will that you know, help you like cut down on your hours or even the stress level is that all of your needs are not dependent upon this part-time job. Yeah. You know, that you know that, you know, food, clothing, even with a clothing closet, um, you know, with SSS, with, you know, printing for free and all of those things that you can rely on those things that you have a safety net. Yes. So that... And it makes me feel better in the long run about like not working because in the past I've worked, you know, 30, 40 hours a week, roughly trying to be like a full time student and be Mm -hmm. involved with stuff on campus. Mm -hmm. And this year has probably been like even with two jobs, which is my first time working two jobs at the same time, I still don't work more than 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. is like a godsend. Yeah. And you're getting professional experience and your pay rate is okay. And it's better yeah. than, you know. <laughs> Anything I, I've ever worked off campus. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And I think that's the benefit of having an on-campus job is that a lot of times it pays a lot more. Exactly. Sure. And I don't have to, like, worry about how I'm going to get to work and, like, mm-hmm. how much that's going to cut in the time of my day. Mm-hmm. That's, like, last time I'm working on something academic, I have to get to work, take the bus or whatever else. So it's, like... If I need to get to work, it's literally like a 10-minute walk, 15-minute walk, mm-hmm. and that's the end of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I really want to, which I know you want to um, really um, reinforce with people, you know, have a strong emphasis, is about benefiting from the podcast. We definitely yes. want people to listen and apply the things that people are, you know, the guests are saying but as we said before, is there's a benefit to the actual person telling the, their story. And so um, how should people get involved um, if they want to tell their story? Because that's the other piece of managing all those stressors is having the opportunity to share their story with other SSS students. Yeah. So um, obviously the, you know, Beyond the Bell Tower is one way you can definitely get your story out there. So, you know, just come on the show We'll record it. You'll get like a free therapy session. I don't like charge or anything. <laughs> um, so the bill will be in the mail. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. But like at the same time, like one of the things I've loved about media has been 
Like, that's my way to get my voice out to people. That's why I knew, like, I was going to hate being a DJ because there's no, you know, voice in that. It's just a lot of music playing. And so media has always been just like a way to get a story out there that someone didn't know about or get a a perspective out there that someone hadn't heard before. And so student media is going to be your best bet when it comes to like, if you want to be heard, you're like, that's the best way to put your voice out there. Whether it's like, you don't even have to work for student media to get your voice out there, actually. Because if you want to write an article for the technician or the Nubian, you just like, do one of the letters to the editors sort of situations. Like you write a piece, send it to the editor in like response to something or about like some sort of event that's happening on campus or um, like in general that you feel passionate about and they will publish it. Like you don't even have to be a student media employee to do that. Mm-hmm. So like that's something you can do oh, and, and then just like in general volunteering with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to tell you, don't volunteer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then even the submitting the stories to the technician Nubian, that you can do from the privacy of your own home. Like, there's no structured work. You You don't even have to leave your dorm apartment house. Like, there's no scheduling to that. You can just be like, oh, there was something I saw in the technician or there was something that I saw happening on campus that I feel really strongly about. Let me write something real quick. And you can just like be in class ignoring your professor's PowerPoint and just no, writing. You can't. No, you can't. <laughs> just write that out and then send it. And then you go right back to taking notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like, there is no requirement for the amount of articles you submit or. No. Yeah. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And it can just be cathartic in writing it, you know, <laughs> without needing to have it published. Yeah. Like if there's just something you want to say, say it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's actually the piece with being low-income first generation is it's a very small percentage on campus which it may feel like i didn't even know like it was that small of a percentage Mm -hmm. i i don't know why i didn't think that it it makes Mm -hmm. sense that it would be a small percentage of like low-income first generation but Mm -hmm. i I wasn't expecting it to be as small of a community as it was Mm -hmm. so when i got involved with trio it was kind of like oh, okay, this really is, like, a small representation. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, TRIO is one of the better ways of getting that narrative out there, Mm -hmm. especially with this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, too, is that being, like, almost feeling like a little person, you know, by yourself and not feeling connected, but writing that article or going on student media and like you did with the eye on the triangle, like producing, it's like you are getting your voice out there. You're no longer this, you know, isolated person in your dorm room. Yeah. You know, cause I feel like once I did get involved with student media on like a more, like a deeper level, that's when I stopped feeling like I was alone most mm-hmm. of the time. Cause I'm like, someone's out there listening to this story that I've produced mm-hmm. And my opinion on it. And they're hearing it and they're like, I am not the only one who thinks this way. Finally, someone else. So yeah. it's like almost like. And how good does it feel when somebody agrees with, you know, you yeah. find people that agree with you. Exactly. Like, Especially if you feel like you're the only one who thinks that way. Mm-hmm. So that's where like I could just go on and on about student media <laughs> because that's another one of my passion projects. But it's mm-hmm. like putting your story out there is like it's going to have people connect with you. You're going to connect with them. And then you're all going to be like more powerful with a collective voice versus like a singular voice. Because mm-hmm. it's like a personal experience. Because I'm just thinking of kind of of, of shame. It's like, I'm not going to say these things. You know, like, did yeah. you ever have that where there was things that you didn't want to put out on student media or that you read in articles and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just shared that. Or, um, I think that there are definitely, like, certain things where it's just, like... Well, I guess it's the thing is, like, sometimes when people put themselves out there, yeah. it's actually they're viewed as brave, you know? Yeah. Where it's... Because it's, like, you're, you're bold for putting it out there almost because mm-hmm. it's, like, you don't know what reception you're going to get mm-hmm. for it. Um, 
in general, though, I've just, I guess I've always been like super opinionated. So if usually I will hesitate on some things, but at the same time, like as an African-American woman, I can't afford to not speak about some things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if I hesitate on some stuff, it's, I'm still putting it out there because right. someone some else way, needs it. Some form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether, and it might not be student media because mm-hmm. I know student media, you know, has to adhere, you know, a lot to the university's policies. And I like respect that because mm-hmm. I know they've got like, they've got a business to run. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have, you know, for when I can't put something a little more controversial with through student media, I also produce my own podcast and have my own blog website to where I can put stuff on there and someone else can see it through there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other piece, too, like for being on our podcast is you don't have to have it all together. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like we only are looking for people who've you know, become success stories yeah, and are no. no longer stressed out, no longer make, you know, No, you don't decisions. have to have it all together to, mm-hmm. like, be, well, anything really at NC mm-hmm. State, whether that's in getting involved with student media or mm-hmm. getting involved with TRIO. I don't have it all together at all. I'm still mm-hmm. a huge mess. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm still, like, working on things. And this podcast is, like, already teaching me new things mm-hmm. that I've been listening to. So, like, just come as you are, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody has a story that may literally change the life of another person. You know, so you just, it's, it's, um, it's almost, you're doing a disservice by withholding your story, you know, when your story could be so beneficial to other people. It's like, don't you want to help other people? And don't be ashamed either mm-hmm. of, like, whatever, like, is in your story that you feel like, cause I, I guarantee you someone else has gone through the same thing you went through. Cause like, I would not have shared a good bit of the stuff that I shared today. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for the fact that it was like, like learning already from other podcasts from listening to is like, Oh, I'm not the only one who feels this. They're going through it too. So then when I figured I would record this one, it was just like, I know someone listening Mm -hmm. has gone through this. They've had these same emotions I've had. Mm -hmm. They've dealt with the same thing I did with, you know, not wanting to ask their family for any help or, you know, feeling depressed and just going back in my room and not, you know, wanting to socialize with anyone or do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't feel shame about what's in your story. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I really, really appreciate you talking about you know, what you're struggling to with your friend. And I know you've said yeah. is the, the overscheduling worked for a little bit, <laughs> you know, until and I go didn't. back and forth, honestly, yeah. I even now, like thinking about it, like I don't talk about it. You mm-hmm. can, most people don't even know that I'm still dealing with this mm-hmm. right now. So it's like, I will still have my moments and there will be more moments throughout the rest of the year yeah. where I sign up for more stuff and then have to like, cut it all back down because I know how I operate. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it's still a huge mess, but I'm willing to talk about it. So that way we can all be huge messes together. (laughs) (laughs) Join the pile of mess. Yeah. (laughs) We'll work on it. We'll clean it up eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Ricky. Is there anything that you want to end with? The words of wisdom. Yes. Please get involved with Beyond the Bell Tower because I want to make this so huge because I know for a fact I would have benefited so much from this if this existed my freshman year. I don't like I don't know where I would be now if this had been like around then. Mm-hmm. Probably in a much better place, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I want this to become like a huge thing. So mm-hmm. any students listening, this is going to be your chance to come on and get involved. And we're going to. And that's the thing is that current students and future students, because it's published on a website. So yes. future students, can they need you like they need your story. They need your voice. So that way they they know, like when they come here on this campus, they will not be alone. And we're all going to finish college together. We're all going to get our degrees and we're going to be successful human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's regretfully, it's not going to look pretty. No. <laughs> the entire, you know, no. <laughs> all the time. But, you know, the job is going to get done. 
for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, like I said, we'll all be huge, big messes together <laughs> until we reach the end. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, thanks so much, Ricky. Thanks. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.